This week's episode of the Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit CryptidCrate.com and at checkout use our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, to get 20% off your first monthly box. Speaking of Cryptid Crate, in the description of this podcast, there's going to be a link to an unboxing video that the boys and I did. Uh, you get to watch us open a Cryptid Crate, go over all the different items that are in there, and you kind of get an idea of what to expect when you get, um, you know, when you sign up for this uh, service. So also, too, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this, but if you do use our promo code, we get a little kickback on the end. So if you're like, hey, I like this podcast, and hey, I kind of want to get a Cryptid Crate, be sure to use our promo code. Our promo code is Grampus, G R A M P U S. Use it at checkout. We get a kickback on the end. You get 20% off your first monthly box, and it's a win-win situation. So before we get started, I want to give a quick disclaimer. In this episode, on the very end, you're going to hear me say, hey, come back for part two next week. That Mark is spreading disinformation. That Mark is a liar. That Mark is misinformed. This, who you're hearing right now, is future Mark. I'm here to tell you that part two will be released on Thursday. So you're getting this episode, part one on a Monday, and then you're going to get part two on a Thursday. After we recorded the episode, the boys and I had a little logistical meeting, and we're like, you know what? It's kind of weird to release the part one and wait, a, you know, have everyone wait like an entire week for part two. I mean, may in the future, that might be something that we do, um, but right now, um, because we do have so many episodes backlogged and recorded, we figured let's just get through this, get it out, and not make people wait. So, uh, there you have it. That's my long, rambly intro. Without further ado, Chris... Cue the creepy music. the Cryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Stores, and with me is... Glass! And... Wow, Rob! Welcome to this week's show. Uh, top of the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Helps the show out greatly. And if you do happen to leave us a review, we will read it on the show. Absolutely. And we have a review that we're going to read for this show, which is going to tie into... Um, the story that we're going to be talking about today. Ooh. Sweet. So here we go. This is uh, from F. Horatio. Uh, the title is, Does Ollivander Sell Wands to Loveland Frogmen? With a five-star review. Uh, he goes on to say, As an avid podcast listener and lifelong student of anything 14, I'm always in the hunt for new shows to entertain and inform. So when I learned about this one through the for, through reading old Mysterious Universe articles by Rob Morphy, our oh, very own Rob Morphy, hey. Thank I you. had to check it out. The problem with the pool of cryptid podcasts is that they suffer from poor production quality, lackluster group dynamics, and worst of all, repetitive topics. Luckily, the Cryptonaut podcast suffers from none of these symptoms. These solid three-man crew are entertaining and often hilarious, playing off one another very well, adding a great theme, and you have a solid podcast. What separates this podcast apart from the vast majority is its topics. I love the obscure cryptids that have already made an appearance, including my all, the all-time favorite, the Loveland Frogmen, complete with wands. Yeah, they're awesome. What's well, even more enjoyable wands. is discovering new topics that have somehow evaded me after 25 years of study. This fact has propelled the Cryptonaut podcast into my top five shows to what? follow. 
Sure. <clears throat> and have yeah. been suggesting to anyone with similar interests. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much. That was Word up. a really good review. Was. You just made my I day. Yeah, I seriously read that and was like, damn, awesome. And what's really cool is he did mention your articles over on Mysterious Universe, which we are going to be covering one of those today. Absolutely. So what we'll do um, in this podcast is link to the article that we'll be discussing, but also to your other articles in Mysterious Universe, just in case listeners out there don't know that you, yeah. for many years, were yeah. writing for Mysterious Universe. You know, I, I still even intend to do it again in the yeah. future. Just, you know, you get distracted by life and other projects. But, no, it's it's a great uh, podcast and website um, that has articles from lots and lots of really uh, just gifted paranormal investigators and authors. So um, I'm proud to be a part of it, and I'm glad people are discovering these articles still. And, totally. uh And this one is taken from one of the articles I wrote for them. Yeah, this one, uh, this week we're going to be going off the cryptid topic, actually. We're going to be doing yes. a little more Ooh. paranormal. Yeah, we have to start dipping our we toes do. into the paranormal Don't be mad. Pond. I know. You're, 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 look, you're reaching for the knob or, or the button, <laughs> and you're going to be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Fucking do it. We do plan on, uh, we have been obviously doing more obscure cryptids to kind of get started that's off That's a with. strong point. You it know, it that's helps what us get do. our legs and get yeah. our show together, but we are going to be branching out to paranormal, and we're kind of excited because we're branching off to a demonic doll. The, the best of the worst of yeah. the best. Yes. Okay, so this Truth. week, um, in a two-part, in a two-parter, we're going to be covering Annabelle, the true story Ooh. of a demonic doll. The yeah. real Ready? true story. Here we go. The deal. The smash hit motion picture, The Conjuring, based on a harrowing story of the Perone family's encounter with an evil entity uh, and how they were saved by a controversial demonologist's Ed and Lorraine Warren, has earned tens of millions of dollars and spawned as many nightmares worldwide. It has introduced millions more to the allegedly true story of a demonic doll named Annabelle. Two additional Hollywood hits, Annabelle and Annabelle Creation, featuring the hideously grinning porcelain-faced visage of what some consider to be the most famous haunted doll, have cast a terrifying shadow of a generation moviegoers across the globe, transforming this debatably inanimate and most certainly cursed object into a surprise pop culture phenomenon. Ooh. True. There it is. So we're talking about Annabelle. What the hell? The is famous Annabelle. The notorious Annabelle. Conjuring, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. Uh, I haven't seen Annabelle or Annabelle Creation, but I have seen The Conjuring. Annabelle so, to um, Wrath of Khan. That was the oh, best. Oh, there you yep. go. All right, so there you go. Robert, take it away. We're talking about Annabelle. Boom. All right. Like all cinematic depictions of purportedly factual stories, the filmmakers responsible for The Conjuring and the subsequent films have taken some liberties with the source material. The bizarre case of Annabelle is no exception, as the pigtailed, rosy-cheeked, ghastly apparition from the movies was, in actuality, a run-of-the-mill Raggedy Ann. Mm-hmm. Think about that for one second. Yeah. What you see in the movie... The creepy-ass... Is completely... Complete a lie. Yeah. Terrifying. It's it, a, it is it's a terrifying lie. But it turns out, the truth... It's Raggedy Ann. Is Raggedy, it's a Raggedy Ann. Ann. Something I think most of our like, sisters had at one point in our youth. My daughter has a Raggedy Ann. Oh, so she, she's four. Do they yeah. still make Raggedy Anns? Yeah, she has a, some some. And what was the other version Andy? of it? Yeah, yeah Raggedy, Raggedy Ann, Ann and, Andy. and Andy. So we're talking Raggedy Ann trademark Andrew. here. Oh, yeah. Okay, continue. So this is what it was. Now, for those that might not know about the origins of the Raggedy Ann doll, which is probably most of us... Um, Raggedy Ann is a lovable ragdoll with a triangle nose and a mop of red yarn for hair. The character was created by writer and marketing genius Johnny Gruel. 
Save her that for a minute. Dude. Johnny Gruel. Come on. When did he play for the Misfits? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Was I he know, like right? The fourth drummer after Danzig left? <laughs> like, he be. was in before they got popular and then formed his own yeah, band his afterwards. Own. <laughs> exactly. He filled in for Dr. Jeez. Chud when he couldn't play. All right. Created by Johnny Gruel when oh, his daughter God. brought him an old doll and he drew a face on its, well, blank face at that point. Gruel would go on to feature the character in a series of children's books he wrote, and, and this is tough, following the tragic death of his daughter, he would repurpose the character as the symbol for his virulent anti-vaccination campaign. So... So this goes oh, back. His daughter, on. his daughter died, and then he had an anti, an anti-vax campaign. Apparently, so, so that had something to do with. But maybe it was old. It, it could have been tetanus from a rusty old timey needle. I, she, I don't know because I'm not anti-vaccination. I don't want to jump on that. So, no, neither am I. We, 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 we can't do that. But you know, let's stop smallpox in its tracks. I, I okay, like, everybody. I enjoy sake. science. It keeps my kids safe. Yeah. So he, so she must have died from maybe the side effects of a vaccine. It sure seems that oh, way. That's sad, man. That's a bummer. Well, yeah, or, or died or, or in, what they th- I, I, I mean, they accused to be. Oh, okay. Okay. At that point, women were still so, you know, being diagnosed with hysteria and right, spending lifetimes right, in institutions. Okay. So I'm not. I'm <laughs> Jesus, not, I know. I'm not super hopped up on early 20th century science. That's okay. what I'm saying. No, me neither. But on September 7th, 1915. He received a U.S. patent for his Raggedy Ann doll, and with it, a toy legend was born. Okay, so that you can get something good to happen out of this tragedy. Yeah, you know, like I say, uh, almost well. all of us grew up. I had a Raggedy Ann. My <laughs> sister had a Raggedy Ann. I don't I never remember had ever playing with it, but it was just part of the accoutrement Somebody of my had, bedroom. Yeah. One of my sisters had a, had a, a I'll Raggedy I'll have to see what Evelyn Ann. has. But some it, sort it's, of it's damn Ann. Some, some sort of knockoff Raggedy Ann doll. It might actually be like a, like oh, a, a retro redone one or something. Yeah, I don't know what year. Shaggedy. Shaggedy Ann. Yeah, yes. that's, Shaggedy. that's dirty. That's dirty. Oh, you went there. I wasn't even thinking of no, that. No, no, I wasn't even thinking about British I was just Shaggy. trying to rhyme I, I Raggedy. You know what I was actually thinking about? Like shit you find under, you know, Spets. on the carpet under a under a sofa or something. Shaggedy? Shag. Okay, cool. Shag carpet under a sofa. Right. It wasn't right. like, we're not, it's not Porkity Ann. <laughs> Okay. No, but that's what, completely what you were thinking. Let's, not, let's go there. No, that's what you were thinking. Let's just clean up this yeah. act. Can we clean up our act for once, guys? Just keep digging you a hole. You pictured a sex God, doll. I totally <laughs> did. I completely did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The particular doll in question, the one which would serve as the inspiration for the disturbing plaything in The Conjuring, Annabelle, and Annabelle creation, mm. was first purchased in an antique shop in 1970 by a woman looking for a unique birthday present for her daughter, Donna. The woman, whose name, very very much like the Ark from Raiders, has evidently been lost somewhere in the annals of p- paranormal research, oh boy. Uh, must have concluded that the antiquated child-sized rag doll would be the perfect gift for her 28-year-old daughter who was just about to graduate from nursing school. Apparently, she was correct in this assumption because Donna, who was not known to be a collector of dolls, happily brought the object into her apartment that she shared with another nursing student by the name of Angie. Once the Raggedy Ann doll was tossed on the bed and promptly forgotten about, uh, everything remained normal for the first few days anyway. And the initial sign that something was amiss with this average ordinary Raggedy Ann doll, granted an antique, who knows what kind of weird history might have had, 
The original signs of something was amiss were subtle. From time to time, Donna would notice that the toy seemed to have changed position slightly, but simply attributed it to the jostling of her bed or something equally mundane. As the weeks passed, however, the doll's erratic movements became more troubling, and both Donna and Angie became genuinely alarmed when they returned home to find the rag doll standing upright and leaning against a chair in the dining room. You got to leave. That's that's bad. You have to. Yeah, leave. if it's yeah. standing. No, it doesn't. You know, you, you, it's you, not like you're oh, going to get rid of. You're going to get rid of your security deposit at that moment. Lose it. Who cares? You walk out that door. Yeah. No, yeah, you grab like, your shit. Oh, we're going to the supermarket to get dinner, and we're coming back home. You never retrieve anything. <laughs> you leave, leave and you move a state away. Oh yeah, well that's true. That's that's just what you do when this happens. It's okay. standing against a fucking chair. I, I don't even know what to do. It was leaning against a chair in the dining room as if it had frozen mid-step when it heard the door open. Mm, come on. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad scene. It was then that Donna and Angie realized that there was something truly bizarre about the doll. Donna would later describe the unsettling situation to renowned paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. Of much fame now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the duo of demonology. Yeah, well, well said. There you go. Perfect. Now, these are Donna's words. I put it on my bed each morning after the bed was made. The arms would be off to its sides and its legs would be straight out, just like it's sitting there now. She indicated the doll to the Warrens. But when we'd come home at night, the arms and legs would be positioned in different gestures. For instance, its legs would be crossed at the ankles and its arms would be folded in its lap. After a week or so, this made us suspicious. So to test it, I purposefully crossed the arms and legs in the morning to see if it was really moving. And sure enough, every night when we would come back home, the arms and legs would be uncrossed and the thing would be sitting there in any dozens of different postures. Any dozens. (sighs) Okay, so there's nobody in the home. Nobody's in the home. Like, there's no like landlord getting access or anything. Just the two of them. Okay, all right. That's how it how is. Supposedly. Did, how long did they do this for until they were like, "This is a problem." We will continue. Okay. At times, Donna would leave the doll on the bed, only to find that it had mysteriously migrated to the living room and was now sitting on the couch with its arms and legs crossed, almost okay. You know indignantly. what? In the same room. And minute differences, okay. Yeah, different room, different room, different position. With like if you, postures, if, you, if, if you're like a hundred percent sure nobody's been there, and then we're, it's gonna, get, we're gonna get to yeah. that in a minute. If baby metal just like showed up, like they're here right now, and I can see them in this yeah. room. If I like walk in and they're like on my bedroom in a weird position, I'm out. Yeah, you're done. You, you that's when you move out. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I slowly like put them in a in a garbage like I just trap them. Sneak them. I sneak up sneak on them, them and then grab all the shit and book. Holy water and gasoline. Yeah. And then yeah. Because no, the no. Because no. no. I know. <laughs> all right. Let's let's see how these these young women reacted in 1970. In other instances, Donna would leave Annabelle on the couch only to return home and discover that it was now in her bedroom with the door latched shut. Angie shed some more light on this odd increase in the apparent paranormal activity. And again, in her own words, the doll also changed rooms by itself. We came home one night and Annabelle and the Annabelle doll was sitting in a chair by the front door. It was kneeling. The funny thing about it was when we tried to make the doll kneel, it would just fall over. It couldn't kneel. Well, no, it took a knee. It took it. Yeah. Touchdown. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, not one knee. I'm assuming. No, it was on both knees. Oh, up. so it's praying. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's when they tried one. to replicate this pose, it impossible. Would, well, no, it it's a doll. Because it's can't, a raggedy yeah, and doll. It's, they a, have it's a rag doll. Yeah. yeah. They're not made of substance. They're not posable. They don't make the posable, yeah. ver- at least as far as I know. But this certainly was not. Okay. So it couldn't kneel. Other times we'd find it sitting on the sofa, although we'd left the apartment in the morning. It'd be when we'd left it on the sofa, it'd be in Donna's room with the door closed. That's when shit starts getting even weirder. The girls, becoming more and more perturbed by the strange term, uh, a turn of events, decided to confide in a male friend that the Warrens chronicled only as Lou. Lou. So Lou becomes part of the story. We big, all have big a, Lou. We all, have Lou. we all have a Lou in our lives. He might be a small Lou. He might be tiny Lou. He might, no, it's, it's, probably it's a nickname. Big Lou. Big Lou. It's big yeah. Lou. Big Lou. It's always yeah, big No matter Lou. how small he is, he's big Lou. Dad, call Big Lou. <laughs> <laughs> we need Big Lou. Things are getting crazy <laughs> with the doll. It's fu- it fucking kneeled. It fucking kneeled. <laughs> Lou. Lou Dolls Dad, don't kneel. Call Dad. Big Lou. Because goddamn, it's it, it's kneeling, Lou. There's it's no wires. It's <laughs> There's no fucking wires. I can't I kneel. Put it, I put it in the bedroom. I come home. It's on the sofa. Indignant, Lou. Lou. <laughs> it's dead. Indignant. It's indignant. It's Lou. Why did we turn this into a I, 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 know, I, don't, I don't know why it became <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, yeah. my God. It's mad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's angry stare. <laughs> indignant. It's I, I know. awesome. I Angry, drawn-on eyeball stare. All right. Lou claimed that he realized something about the doll was evil the moment he laid eyes on it. So Lou knows it. So Lou knows. Because that's why you call Big Lou. Big Lou, yeah. Because he can assess the situation and be like, evil, not evil. Yeah. He's not going to come in like some nincompoop and not know an evil doll when he sees it. Yeah, immediately. What were you guys fucking thinking? (laughs) (laughs) How long has this been going on for? (laughs) You fucking idiots. Get this thing out of my fucking sight. <laughs> why don't you? That is so true. Why didn't you so fucking? Rude. Why didn't you, you fucking burn it, bastards? Why didn't you fucking burn this doll? My God, oh. burn it! <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, anyway, if anyone but Joe Pesci and or Christopher Walken played Lou in the movie, yeah, it is a dirty oh. shame. I've not seen, uh, in full disclosure, the first Annabelle film. Ooh. I watched Annabelle Creation with my niece Peyton. And I saw The Conjuring. Yeah. I so conjuring, I don't yeah. know the middle bridge, but I know a little bit about what happened in the movie. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not the same. No, no, say, no. I, they, they anyone that watched the movie fudged knows. some things, definitely. They, they fudged the dickens out of it. All right. Donnie and Angie, though made anxious by the toy's clandestine mobility, were not prepared to believe <laughs> that anything insidious was afoot. Uh. That was when the curious notes began to appear around the apartment. Notes. Yep. Really? Of course. <laughs> Notes? You know, as if the moving, kneeling doll that Lou is totally pissed about wasn't okay. enough. Right. Don and Angie both found strips of parchment paper upon which would be scrawled the parchment. words, help us, help Lou. <gasps> Lou's in danger? He's in danger. Why Lou? Why not? No, but why? I don't know, really. Okay. <laughs> in, okay. These notes were scrawled in a conspicuously childlike fashion, although in the movies, the filmmakers apparently decided that Miss Me would be more unnerving, Uh, so that's one of the few differences I know. The startling development perplexed Donna, who went on to say, Mm. it would leave us little notes and messages. The handwriting looked to be that of a small child. Lou wasn't in any kind of jeopardy at the time, and who us was, we still didn't know. Still, the thing was... Still, the thing that was weird was that the notes would be written in pencil, but when we tried to find one, there was not one pencil in the apartment. 
and the paper it wrote on was parchment. I tore the apartment apart looking for parchment paper. Yeah, that but was the... again, <laughs> neither of us had such a thing. That was the other thing, like parchment? Yeah, parchment. Like, who keep? It's like papyrus. I, I keep a stack in the closet. Every you know, day we find a scroll. <laughs> an elder scroll oh, on the, the coffee. Scroll, I'm like, yeah. I'm always finding like, Where are you scrolls. just getting parchment from? So there's no pencil in the apartment and there's no... Fucking uh, parchment. No parchment. Okay. You know, I can yeah, live with the fact, honestly, I have no problem with uh, the non-parchment storage aspect of the story. Who doesn't have a fucking pencil in their house? Yeah. and These things are like a they, nickel a dozen. Aren't they like, like college students? Yeah. And then they don't You need at least one number two come I, exam time? Yeah, you need that's true. I think. You need pencils. Right. But there wasn't one in the apartment. There was not looked. one. Or parchment. Okay. So guess guess who got suspicious of the ongoing uh, phenomenon? Big fucking Lou. Big fucking Lou is right. <laughs> <laughs> Lou became convinced <laughs> that these notes were from the doll, which was attempting to communicate with its human hosts. <laughs> but the nurses, being women of science, began to wonder if someone Clearly. they knew might not have come across a door key and decided to have some fun at their expense by playing logic. an elaborate no, logic. logic. They're taking, logic. They're taking yeah, the they're logical... Going, they're, and I admire them for that. Yeah, logical This stuff. is 1970, yeah. not a oh, time... Logical right? women. Logical, right, yeah, no, you're right. Logical golf clap. Logical women. Good logical nurses. Yep. We love you. Let's do it. To that end, Donna and Angie became amateur sleuths. They got burned at stake. Yep. <laughs> yep, they're witches. They were investigating beyond their purview. For being women and having opinions. Yeah, it's stupid. It's dangerous. And began marking windows and arranging carpets against the doors to reveal if they had any intruders in their absence. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Very good idea. No, Sage. No, they, they clearly read some Nancy Drew, possibly some Hardy Boys. Nice. Why am I being sexist? I don't know. Well, that's, well, that's, that's how there was. It was called Hardy Boys. Those are the two choices. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. A detective literature well, they're, for children. They're educated yeah. And they women, teamed up. They're educated women in the nursing field, so they are using all of their expertise at their at their fingertips to figure this out. Science. Yes. And they're doing very well. Science. I wouldn't do this. Science. I wouldn't do this wouldn't at all. Either. I would get Lou and I would have already out. moved out. Yeah, I'd have been done. Lou and I would be road tripping yeah. to another state. I, ha- I don't moment. have the mental capacity to deal with a possible possessed doll. No. I don't hold that type of fortitude like, in my soul. If, if your, well, your daughter's doll, her little raggedy Ann. I'm selling the fucking house. I'm yeah. gone. No, you got to go. You can't. You, know, you probably well, have to leave the addresses. Yeah. You need the proof. Like, if you were to investigate it, right, and they right. said that doll moves. So you, you'd get there in the morning. Right. And you go in there, and they say, the doll's in one place. Mm-hmm. And you you have to sit there like a stakeout all fucking day. You do. Make sure nobody fucking comes in. Yep. In back, any entrances. Yep. And then you go in later, and it's fucking kneeling, and it's fucking <laughs> in a weird part. That then I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm done." No, you're right. Because at first you want to be <clears> moving a little to a different planet. Yeah, a little bit skeptical. All right. So much to the chagrin of both Donna and Angie, their mm. traps lay unmoved while the doll continued to have its run of the apartment. Still, the roommates took solace from the fact that while they might have a living doll, quote-unquote, sharing their home, it seemed not to have any nefarious intentions. In fact, according to Donna, that Christmas, the odd creature even seemed to offer them a small present. Never accept a present from a possessed doll. What is it? Rule number one. Is it a separate head? It's not what you'd expect. I know. It's not. Cheese. You'd think. That's a good Christmas gift. They Cheese, pepperoni. Figs. Some Munster. Yeah. Blood no. of Christ at Christmas. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> a cup of the blood of Christ. <laughs> that would change everything. Yeah, that'd be weird. 
At Christmas, we found a little chocolate boot on the stereo that none of us had bought. Presumably, it came from Annabelle. Chocolate is a fine... And a, a chocolate boot? boot? A chocolate boot. Where do you boot? get a chocolate boot? I don't even know. But then again, I don't know 70s chocolatiers either. Yeah. Like a like a like a like a like a. It does not say it does not give size designation. I mean size. I apologize. I don't know if it's a tiny little booty. It's a little or if it's a big boot. boot. Is it a solid chocolate boot? Solid chocolate can only be given by good. Yeah, the fake one. Good, wonderful entities. If it's hollow, you knew it was evil. Okay. Because if you're going to get hollow chocolate, and if it's gray, yeah, but you know what? I'd rather take actual uh, actual milk chocolate and be hollow. Than, than the solid, like, false chocolate. That's, like, dusty oh, to the yeah. touch. Yeah, it's light. Exactly what you're not, it's We've like you can taste it. chocolate. Yeah. Like, full of crackers okay, and so bullshit. The, so, the do- <laughs> so the doll leaves him uh, a possible present. Possibly. Or somebody just left chocolate there. We'll oh, it was a cat. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, it might have been the cat. Sadly, the state of affairs with the entity living in their home would not remain harmonious for long. Angie recalled another seemingly supernatural occurrence in the apartment. One time a statue lifted up across the room, then it tumbled in the air and fell to the floor. None of us were near the statue. It was on the other side of the room. That incident frightened us totally. <laughs> Levitating. As it would. Totally. Levitating statues? Yeah. Again, I mean, these women are brave. Because they are. They're I, more crazy than I. Or they're, they're broke brave. as shit because no, they're, they're nursing brave. Yeah, but honestly, I'd almost want to see that. Like we've been on a couple things. We yeah, we've been on some haunted like, house. The, the whole point is is to, to to see something to get the fucking info. Yeah, but know, we don't man. live there generally, right? Yeah. But One I time I lived in a like I could be in a room. House. Like fucking if Darth Vader over there in my corner that you can't see just fucking flew across the room would be like that's really fucked up. But yeah. it's still my mind would still be like trying to All process right. something. Seismic shift. Yeah, anything. Okay. All right. Mini hurricane. I, I wouldn't I would book. I would book. I'd be out. If, they, if it <clears throat> flew across the room and you heard like, fuck you. Look at the fuck. I'd be like, <laughs> then I'd book. No. <laughs> like, All right. See you later. Oh, yeah. The Amityville lead Yeah, that's now. different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eddie Murphy done. called it. Yeah. Fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. All right. So after the tumbling statue, things would only get worse from that moment on. Less than two months after these bizarre events began, Donna and Angie returned home weary after a long day at school. Of course, neither of the women were particularly surprised to find that the doll had managed to make its way from the living room back into Donna's bed. Come on. But this time, Donna claimed that she suddenly was struck by a feeling that something was wrong and that the doll seemed to have an ominous aura about it. Oh, just now. Uh, just now. Not just before. Just fucking when it now. Was all of a sudden, as the dick the doll is, is projecting kneeling. something a little bit off. Big loon is <laughs> fucking warnings. Yeah, seriously. Parchment, no, no pencil. I just made that. He didn't give warnings. He just made that up. <laughs> However, in my mind, he's like, "God damn it, do get, something, get the fuck out." You, uh, you know, little uh, spoiler, alert, you're not far off the mark. Okay, here we Ooh. go. No, oh, I love Big right. Lou. Yeah, hesitantly, the women approached the doll, and it was then that they noticed that the inanimate object was oozing blood from its hands and chest. Come on! Yeah, the doll is bleeding. bleeding. Has a stigmata. As raggedy ants are wanting that, to have. That's a weird stigmata. That's well, hands, else. maybe chest. Yeah, no, well, no, because Jesus got in the side with the spear, so that right, could be so, part yeah. of the stigmata. All right, fair enough. It could have been the Linginus spear. Ah, dot. the spear of Linginus. Yeah. yeah, it could have been that. It's the name of my new punk rock band. Ooh, well, spear Linginus. That's a little long. It is. <laughs> it's, it's too long. That's, that's, that's longer than most punk rock songs. <laughs> that's a shitty logo to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, just know, the spear with the, some blood the, on the it. The pure spear of Christ's uh, eye there, like, and water's gushing out. And all right, so confused. you can't. Yeah, all right, you, things you know are, your logo things are starting to amp up now. We've got some things moving, and all of a sudden, a bleeding doll. A bleeding doll. So Angie, this was her report, the Annabelle doll was sitting on Donna's bed, as was usual. When we came home one night, there was blood on the back of its hand, and there were three drops of blood on its chest. And Donna, God, that really scared us. I, well, thank you, Donna, for your input. I'm considering this a lot yeah. of blood, but maybe it wasn't a lot of blood. Well, it's a, it's a regular hand doll, so like unless gore. it's in a pool, like it's not sitting in no, a puddle like, of Texas blood. chainsaw. E, right, no. right. Tom Savini didn't it's not, decorate this doll. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, not yeah, going well, full Hellraiser. I'm yeah, just saying no. it's it's got it must be enough blood for them to be like, and they're nursing students, so obviously they're like, oh shit, that's blood. But when you have that ominous feeling <clears throat> that leads you to blood, Please, geez, then you're right. much more inclined to just see bigger blood than it is. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just yeah. saying that ominous feelings amplify all. As right as they should. As right. Okay. Following the bleeding doll incident, the roommates resolved to find out just what it was that they were sharing their apartment with. Ooh. Understandable. To that end, Donna and Angie decided to contact a medium in order to conjure up and communicate with whatever inhabited the doll. The unidentified medium agreed to perform a séance in the nurse's apartment. In Donna's own words. So Angie and I got in touch with a woman who's a medium. That was about a month or maybe six weeks after all of this stuff started to happen. The medium wasted no time in entering a trance, and before long she was weaving a heartbreaking tale of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins, whose body was discovered in a field upon which their, their apartment complex had been constructed. Again, Donna's words. <coughs> We learned that the little girl died on this property. She was seven years old, and her name was Annabelle Higgins. The Annabelle mm. spirit said she played in the fields long before these apartments were built. They were happy times for her, she told us. The medium was unable to ascertain the details of the girl's death, but in telling Annabelle's story, she had inadvertently tugged at the heartstrings of these compassionate young women. Donna continued well, to yeah. detail Abigail's plight as heard through the medium. Because everyone around here was grown up and only concerned with their jobs, there was no one because she, Annabelle, could, there was no one that she could relate to except us. Annabelle felt that we were, that we would be able to understand her. That's why she began moving the rag doll. All Annabelle wanted was to be loved, and so she asked if she could stay with us and move into the doll. What could we do? So we said yes. Never invite the ghost into the doll. In the doll. No, but it's 1970. Oh. It was a simpler time. No. They didn't know these things. Amityville hadn't happened you yet. Who oh, knew? Who Jesus. Knew? Okay, so so Annabelle was the ghost of a girl who had, who had passed. According to this according medium. According to this medium. Okay, and so is, is the spirit trying to communicate with the the girls via this doll like come play with me or just trying to make its presence known well it seemed like it was the first that okay. you know she was moving the doll around to announce her presence and she was doing so only in this uh apartment with angie and donna because she felt like they were the only ones warm-hearted like, yeah. youthful okay. enough to appreciate her plight and want to play with her and and maybe invite her in. Okay, That's you, okay. the assumption. You, you know what this is? Huh. Demonic entrapment. It, it might ah, be. It could be. This Perhaps. is this is clearly like. I'm not saying it is, but I mean, this is clearly what they say demons do to, to pull you in. Oh. They pretend they're something that something right. when they're not that thing. I'm pleading the fifth on this. Okay. I I'm just saying. Right. I'm saying from reports that I mean, I that's, do what, know. that's what they say. 
bad entities do this. They're like, oh, I'm a little child. I just want to do a little D. That's a kid. Every kid I've ever known. Yeah. Come play with me, please. I'll possess yeah. your soul. I'm, saying, I'm just saying that's what they say. Okay. All right. Well, not that I believe that. But. Angie herself would explain the logic behind them allowing this to happen. It seemed harmless enough. We're nurses, you know. We see suffering every day. We had compassion. Anyway, we called the doll Annabelle from that time on. Mm. So you're giving it a name, giving it power? It could very well Demonic. be. Demonic. Yeah. I'm thinking like Entrapment, I'm thinking ritual. Uh, well, I'm thinking I, if, you're giving it the, if you're empowering the sigil, the sigil will empower you. Uh, okay. Yeah. There that's, you go. that's one way of looking at it. I don't know about that. <laughs> Listen. Right, bring, it's sigils aside. Trying to bring chaos magic into this, okay? All right. I know. All right. There is no way that these kind women could have imagined at the time just how terrible a mistake inviting this apparently innocent apparition to live inside the ragdoll would prove to be. Um, as things between the newly Ooh. christened Annabelle and her roommates seem to be entering a new phase of detente, excuse me. Uh, Lou maintained that he sensed something dangerous about the roaming doll and admonished Donna to get rid of the damn thing for once and for all. Why are you not doing this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because Big Lou. Because that's how he works. I, I knew it. I no, knew we you, you sensed Big Lou, the truth of Big Lou, from word go, and I give you full credit for this. She refused his request. Of, of course. course. Well, Why wouldn't she? Feeling that getting rid of the doll would be a, the equivalent of abandoning a child. But even though Annabelle mm. was not removed, mm -mm. it seems apparent that she was not pleased mm -mm. by Lou's interference. No. No, she was not. See? Not at all. Lou understood <sighs> that there was something fundamentally wrong with the doll, but was not prepared for the hellish encounter he would have when it followed him home. What? Yeah. Ooh. What did we think was going to happen next? <gasps> that this was going to be an apartment-bound oh, phenomenon? The, the Wait. All right. Lou has a separate okay. home. He's living there contentedly, one assumes, hanging out with Angie and Donna when he can, trying to help them out by saying the hard truth. And the it, doll it, it just took doesn't it a pay. step further. Okay. They always fucking do. They follow you home. Okay. The Warrens, who, have not, who are going to officially enter the story at a later date, related the experience Lou had not long, in, not long after turning in for the night. Okay. Lou awoke one night from a deep sleep and in a panic. Once again, he had had a recurring bad dream, only this time somehow something seemed different. It was as though he was awake but couldn't move. He looked around the room but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down towards his feet, he saw Annabelle. <sighs> okay, yeah, that's shit. That's a shitty moment in life. <clears throat> that's the moment I think we all secretly dread. Yeah. That doll that's just there kind of looking something up at you. like that when I was little. Did you? In, in my mind. Oh, so it was imagination. No, no. I, I saw it. I know I fucking saw it. I, I well, shared. Now, now we when have I was to have little, You can't not tell us this. We have to know. I'm, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> let me. This is a safe, let me. This is a safe space. <laughs> Open up. I may have said, said it on the other pod at one point. Okay. <laughs> when I was little, I used to share room uh, with my sister. Okay. And uh, I remember just I was I look I was on the left side of the room she was on the right side of the room and I remember just I remember just like looking over at one point during the night and like at the edge of her bed I just saw red eyes mm. I mean and it was like maybe 
whatever that is, three, three feet, feet maybe off the ground. Kind of the so size. So I look, looked of over. A... I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, red eyes, red eyes. So so I'm like laying there, and I look. I don't look at it, and I look back, and I, I still see red. I'm like, oh fucking. Red eyes. You did that. Where like you look away, you're like it's gonna be gone. You no, know, no. Oh. I don't even know. I just eventually, and then there was just nothing there. I know what that was like. That was the edge of the bed. There's nothing that could have made red eyes. Right. It wasn't like, like a, it like was a alarm, animal. Like alarm clock or, or, or like yeah. a, a doll with reflective eyes <laughs> yeah. catching no, the street light. There's yeah. no like, oh. window there. There was just. There was how how old were you? About approximately. Mm, probably nine ish. Yes. Give or t- take three years. That's a lot. Right. But not no. over three years, but under ten, definitely. Between uh, five okay. and ten, I would say. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. That's creepy. That's. But I remember it. That's yeah. the totally, lack of cool. Totally, I completely fucking remember that. That blows. All right. That absolutely blows. Red eyes. It's creepy. Yep. <laughs> Real creepy. That's, but that's the only time that happened. Yeah, I don't know if I sleep again. Like, after but that. Yeah, but, they, no. but like the memory's a weird thing. Yeah. Like so kind of twists and turns d- itself yeah. around. Yeah. Like I, I am a hundred percent certain I saw something. Whether it actually was what I see in my memory. Right. You can't be a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, no, yeah. I have, I, I have a weird memory of talking to somebody in a wall at my grandmother's house, but I don't know. I had an experience in I mean, a closet, is, but I'm going to save that for a closet monster story. Okay, good. All, <laughs> good. Right. All right. So what's going on with Lou? Right, so let's get back to Lou. He wakes up. He gets this feeling of dread that overwhelms him. He looks down and notices this Raggedy Ann doll, Annabelle specifically, on him, making his way up. Or its way up. Making his way back. Now, the warrants were starting this off, but Lou continued to recount his own petrifying experience. Literally petrifying. While I was laying there, I saw myself wake up. Something seemed wrong to me. I looked around the room, but nothing was out of place. But then when I looked down toward my feet, I saw the ragdoll Annabelle. It was slowly gliding up my body. That's just the worst. Glide? Look at the, mm, under, no. the Undertaker. Crawl. Yeah. Oh, oh like, It wasn't walking. Oh, there was like again? fog. And it was just like. Just, yeah. Gliding is the worst way to yeah. move. Yeah. No, that sucks. It's just because you just know you can't. Things don't. Yeah. And when they do, they're wrong. Yeah. When you can't see wrong. feet walking and it's just like a thing. Yeah, no. Like move it, you know what I mean? No, like, when, when things are clearly immobile, but still inexorable. Right, and they're moving, moving towards like you. A weird thing. Yeah. Inexorably. Yeah. It is fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. So, all right, let's get back. I'm going to start from the beginning. While I was laying there, I saw myself wake up. Something seemed wrong to me. I looked around the room, but nothing was out of place. But then when I looked down toward my feet, I saw the ragdoll Annabelle. It was slowly gliding up my body. Nope. It moved over my chest and stopped. Then it put its arms out. One arm touched one side of my neck. The other touched the other side like it was making an electrical connection, which is an interesting thing. But it's a ragdoll. So it's not like you fucking would think it can have strength. Like when it's that's trying to touch two sides, that's an odd thing to say. To yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But that's who know. But maybe Lou was an electrical engineer. Maybe that's how his mind worked. All right, Lou, get your shit together. Let's go. Then I saw myself being strangled. I might as well have been pushing on a wall because it wouldn't move. It was literally strangling me to death. A doll. A doll. A okay. rag doll. All right. I couldn't help myself, no matter how hard I tried. Wow. All right. Well. And um, on that 
cliffhanger-esque note. Yeah, we're Ooh. going to... Uh, Be the biggest douchebags in the world. And... We're going to leave it to uh, the part two coming next week, so... That's bullshit, A doll... Huh? <laughs> That's bullshit, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make so our a, fans wait. A doll strangling a grown man? A rag doll. Okay, well... That's not even you know like what? a cap... Well, Cabbage Patch is a rag doll. Like a That's American girl doll. Yeah. Like, I can almost see them having the plasticine strength to yeah. crush a windpipe. Yeah, totally. If it's animated yeah. by some sort of evil entity. Uh, yeah. But... A raggedy, that's just the most, that that's the one thing that never scared me. Dolls scared me as a kid, I'll, I won't lie. I had an aunt that had Not all, all sorts of, of creepy did, old porcelain dolls in right, a big labyrinthine right. house, and that used to freak me out. You know, a lot of my sister's dolls were fucking weird enough, but Raggedy Ann never did it. And thank God I didn't know about the story then, because it would have yeah. ruined it. Yeah, jeez. All right, well, uh, okay, so there you have it. That is a, our part one of the <laughs> Annabelle the Evil Super creepy possessed doll, and apparently unfortunate Lou, unfortunately. who's trying to be a Big good guy Lou. and help out, and uh, getting strangled by a doll. So I guess this shows Maybe. you, uh, don't try to Maybe. help your friends, because you'll get strangled by a small, floppity doll. Well, we'll have to see what happens Possibly. In, uh, in Lou's future. Maybe yeah. we'll roll. I'm pretty He's sure it's going to be a bloody so. death. We don't know yet. All right, Let's cool. assume the worst. All right, so there you have it. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, that is, <laughs> let's assume the worst. Nice. All right, cool. There you have it. That is a part one of Annabelle. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes uh, and the Apple Podcasts app. Be sure to follow us on all the different social medias. There is uh, Twitter. Yes, there is. Facebook. Indeed. Instagram. Uh, And thank you to everyone that does reach out and get a hold of us. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to talk to everybody out there on the old social media. So there you have it. And we'll be talking to you next week. Big fucking Lou. (laughs) Fear the devil.